This is Shutters Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi and welcome to episode 497 of Shutters Inc. This would be version 3, version 2 or version 3. Attempt uh, 3. Yeah, <laughs> attempt, attempt three. three yes, version there, two. There we go. That's it. This is Bruce Williams from ShuttersIncPodcast.com and that there and is I'm Mr. Not. Glenn Lavender from CreativePhotoWorkshops.com.au. How are you? Hello, everybody. It's uh, very lovely to have you on board tonight. Uh, we're really pleased <laughs> to hear you. Uh, uh, once again, your feedback from the show, you know, the last show we put out was just fabulous. Um, <laughs> enough of the uh, guys, yeah, some constructive criticism wouldn't go astray from time to time, but uh, you know, world's best podcast. <laughs> Be careful what you, know, what you say, wish for, mate. <laughs> <laughs> say, yeah, yeah. There's only so it's only so much praise a person can handle without maybe the head getting just slightly larger than it already is. So, uh, thanks everybody, it's much appreciated. But maybe I don't show a little love for Bruce as well every now and then. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little something, something wouldn't go astray. There you go. How have your last three weeks been? Oh, it's been up and down like a Syrian empire, dude. It's been, <laughs> right. it's, okay. You know, the highs, the lows, then the even lowers, and then, oh, I didn't know I could get that low. Oh, oh, somewhere below. There's a basement. Right. <laughs> computer the other day. Yeah, so I'm, I'm editing photos. Yeah. Right. It's time to pick up the kids from the school. Mm. So I leave the computer on. Yeah. I drive to the school and back. We're talking 15 minutes, round trip, most. Yeah. Come back, screen's back. Okay. Doesn't want to wake up. Uses to wake up. Does, 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 I'm bashing buttons. I'm turning on and off. Nothing. I'm doing all the, the press this button for 30 seconds whilst holding one foot up in the air. No, while yeah, 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 yeah. All the tips and tricks to, yeah. I even, <laughs> this, this is how desperate I got. <laughs> I saw this one video where this guy showed if your Surface Pro goes black screen and won't wake up, you take the cover off, you, know, you take the, the keyboard off, you fold the stand down, you take, you unplug any power, you put some, you put some nice soft fabric underneath the screen so you don't scratch the screen when you're putting it face down. And then you do compressions like you're doing CPR <laughs> on the back of it. <laughs> in the very middle. Right. I even did, I even did that three times. <laughs> <laughs> I was desperately trying to, could not get the damn thing to work at all. Yeah. So I tried that, I don't know, I tried for like 15 hours. Wow. Trying to get this trick working, you know. So I finally gave it, and the, and the Saturday morning I went down, the no, Friday afternoon I went down to the computer shop, local one, and said, explain the problem. They said, oh, we'll see what we can do. Come back tomorrow. So I come back 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock the next afternoon, and I've walked in and said, oh, mate, we tried all day long yesterday. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Just could we could do nothing at all. Because at one stage, the little Surface logo came up on the screen, but then it went black again, that was it. I said, well, that's more than I've had. I said, oh, well, there's bugger all we can do about it. He goes, let me give it one more try. Yeah, so he presses the same buttons I've been pressing for 15 hours. <laughs> it comes to life instantly. Oh, you're you know? kidding. And he's looking and going, what the, what the hell? Because that'll be 80 bucks. For <laughs> 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 fixing your computer. So that was two days of, of, of funsies. Yeah. You know? it's like, so after you were unable to get your computer started on Thursday night, I reached out to Joe Edelman. And I said, hey, you know, short notice, what are you doing in the next 36 hours, you know? And so we agreed that we would record on Saturday morning my time, which would be Friday afternoon his time. 
So we record and straight away I've, I've said to him, oh, mate, your audio sounds great. What have you done? I said, you got a different mic. And he said, yeah, I have. And, and so we had a big chat about how he's got this other microphone and uh, he's, he's doing some podcast stuff with it. And I said, well, I'm assuming you're doing your own. You're not just, you know, set up for the occasional appearance with us. And he said, yeah, I am doing my own. And so we had a bit of a chat about that. And, and he said, I'm, I'm now set up so I can record my end if you want me to. And I went, yeah, that'd be great, you know, because then we both sound like we're in the studio, you know. And so he recorded his audio and sent it to me. And I did what I always do, which is the audio that I record of, you know, our conversation goes to a flash recorder that's a 19-inch rack unit uh, audio specialist hardware thing that records to CF cards. And what I do is I send my voice track to the left channel and I send your voice track to the right channel, and that way I can do split-channel editing. So anyway, I've recorded me and Joe expecting that Joe will then send me his WAV file, which he did. And so I then sit down to edit the podcast on Saturday afternoon and I've dragged my file off the CF card into Reaper and I've dragged his WAV file uh, that he sent me into Reaper and I'm thinking why is his WAV file a good 10 or 15 minutes longer than mine? I'm thinking (laughs) he must have just left it recording after we've stopped and there's all this extra crap at the end (laughs) because I could see that I'd lined up his audio at the beginning of the podcast so i could see you know him on the right channel of the stereo recording as well as his mono recording that he'd sent me and um so anyway i've started editing the podcast i get about oh 15 20 minutes into it and suddenly the audio that i've recorded starts glitching and just dropping like thousands of samples and it was just an absolute mess. There was nothing I could do with it at all. And I just had to say, you know, Joe, I'm really sorry. You know, I've had this major issue at my end. Uh, and I've just got to scrap it. Uh, and, and I had this theory. And, and, it's, and it's this. I was that using Joe's a, fault. And, yeah, 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 it was all Joe's fault. That's right. So I had an 8 gig CF card. And... What I would do is I would record on this CF card every time we record a podcast, and when we finished, I'd take it out of the recorder and I'd mount it in a card reader so that I could drag the file into a folder on my Windows system in order to do the editing. And when I'd done that, I would wipe the card and put the card back in the recorder. And it it occurred to me as I'm, you know, dealing with all of these, you know, these issues on Saturday, I'm thinking that's probably not such a great idea because it means I'm recording over the same sector of memory all the time because I'm always recording from the beginning of the the uh, CF card. It's kind of like using the same, you know, 10 minutes of a cassette tape over and over again. Yeah. You're going to wear all the oxide off it, you know. <laughs> so that's my theory. So I, I ditched the card 
and grabbed another CF card because my old A850 used to use CF cards. So I've got a bunch of CF cards lying around (laughs) and put another card in the recorder and then just did a dummy recording for an hour and it didn't didn't miss a beat. So I'm figuring that that's what was the issue. So what I'm going to do now is not erase the card between podcast episodes. And that way I'll just use up the whole card and... This one's a 32 gig card, so I can record about 32 hours of audio on it. So there's no hurry to erase Our it. Our podcast feels that long to Th- some that's people. Right. That's yeah. right. So, so we'll so see if my the theory question, holds though. water. Yep. Here's the question, though. Why didn't you, as a good podcast host, just re record your audio, pretending to be asking Joe questions and acting feigning surprise as his intelligent replies? I seriously considered attempting it. But once I <laughs> sat down to... What would have been a lot funnier <laughs> is you say something completely opposite to what his answer is. And then he answers and everyone's going, what the hell is Joe on? And then you can say, but Joe, that, that didn't really answer the question, dude. What I asked was this. And then he'd say, you know, you could have really played that up. Do that to me sometime. Yeah. I'd be happy if you did that to one of my ones. Yeah, of that'd, course. Be, that'd be good. So anyway, we'll see if my theory holds water over the coming uh, weeks. So anyway... So if you did that to Joe, you might get more listeners. So, yeah, <laughs> not the not the podcast you're expecting. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, and, so have uh, you been doing so, much photography? Well, I've been out shooting with this new, this new project for Tamron. Oh, of course. How's it going? Well, in between, in, well, you know, I went out for my first day. Yeah. Next day, we went into lockdown. <laughs> like, I was wondering about that. Just like, can you freaking believe it? You know, party for pay gig. Get one one crappy day into it, you know, and uh, it all just fell to pieces. It's, it's funny because I, I, I have my, my notes um, for what I was going to talk about the last time we were going to record, and it just said – so I'm looking at it going, I wonder if it holds – if it still makes sense now. So I've got there, first day of shooting, dash, I almost forgot. Now, I don't know what – I've forgotten what the almost forgot – was it's probably that you'd almost forgotten that you actually had a job to do maybe 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 i almost forgot how to shoot I don't know. <laughs> uh, but whatever it was i almost forgot it so i figured i'd better look at the pictures right see if, see if that could be any any sort of yeah more clarity and no no sadly, <laughs> sadly no. um so but I, t- I took the kids out um, in, in all seriousness just, though yeah. G- going into lockdown is one thing, but they won't stop you from earning a living. So surely you could have continued to do that job, right? Uh, well, the problem is you need a letter from the employer. Oh, right. You want to try and explain to your, your people who don't speak much English why you're not doing the job they're yeah. you to do. Yeah. And they go, oh, we, we, we not want to give you any more pain. We give jobs somebody else. You. <laughs> You stay okay. You stay safe. No, yeah, so yeah. I wasn't going to risk that the slightest. Yeah, um, fair enough. So, so, and I went. I went to um, the city. I was going to try to do because part part of part of um, uh, the brief is they want me to photograph somebody called Archie Texture. I think his name is Archie <laughs> uh, Archie Texture. It's a very strange name. Um, and someone called Abby Stratt. Right. So a couple, of, a couple of people that look at so if I go to town, you know, they've put a whole buildings up since I've been in the city last. Is that right? But I'm not talking little ones. I'm talking like 40 story hotels. Wow. There's this monstrous new W hotel 
this everyone calls it the pants hotel because it looks like a pair of legs and a pair of pants <laughs> right just in so I saw some photos. Of, oh, that'd be pretty epic to shoot around. So I get there and there's construction stuff everywhere. Can't shoot. Yeah, it's like oh, you, first first cab off the rank. Just typical, you know. Uh, but here, no, I was, I'll start at the beginning. I drove in the city. Yeah. A couple of kids go drove in the city. Parked at the near our, our our local fruit and veggie market that also has like other stalls. Yeah. Walk walk straight through, and the first thing I see is all this photography stuff. And I met this amazing woman called Mary uh, and had just this incredible collection of photos going back 150 years, uh, old cameras, buckets of slides, just all um, wow. 3D stereo stuff that she sells at the marketplace. Wow. You know? uh, yeah, old tin type stuff. Yeah, old sporting yeah, sporting photos from teams from 100 years ago sort of stuff in Australia. Wow. Really cool. So, so I just started chatting to her. I almost forgot about the job. And, uh, and I was looking at these beautiful old tin-type uh, um, plates. Yeah. Uh, she had like a stack of – she must have a stack of about 40 uh, just in this one, this one pile. Because, oh, yeah, all those came from this suitcase down. She points to this suitcase. She goes, I stopped at a garage sale, which I never, ever do. I stopped at some guy's garage sale one day, and I was looking around, and I opened up this old suitcase, and inside the suitcase was just jammed with old photos. Wow. Report cards, all sorts of this entire woman's history was in this one suit. <laughs> and she's looking at the guy, the guy running the running the uh, the garage. So he goes, "I can have the whole lot for fifty bucks." Wow! And she goes, "That's what's in here. This is this is this is someone's entire life." He goes, oh, it's my grandmother. She's dead, and I don't care. I just want to get rid of it all." Wow! It's like, oh man, a tragedy. This poor woman. It's a beautiful entire life summed up into a one suitcase, and someone who doesn't give a rat's ass about it, yeah. you know. Yeah, the photos was just amazing, just amazing stuff. You know, it was just it was just so cool to look through. Yeah, and I was gonna I was gonna give her a plug. She has a website. I was gonna give her a plug, and um, then I forgot. <laughs> uh, Maybe that's what you car. forgot about. That's what your notes yeah. referred yeah. to. <laughs> no, that's a couple of pages. That's a couple of sheets that stops. <laughs> So I went. So I went to see. So I thought, well, I, I want to. I want to do some architecture stuff. So, and I know the National Gallery in Victoria has got some pretty cool sort of shapes. Right. So I went to the National Gallery. I found this awesome reflection and uh, these beautiful columns and stuff. And it was it was looking pretty darn good. Now, conditions for the shooters: you can't have anyone's faces in it, or in, no yeah. one recognisable. You can't have any logos, built company names, nothing recognisable. And last time, a couple of times ago, I shot this awesome reflection shot, which is just, I just loved it, with autumn leaves and the background and everything else, and this guy came down these stairs. This is a lovely photo, but we don't understand what it is, so we're not going to use it. Oh, what? So I'm, so I'm a bit wary shooting this reflection shot, but it was looking really good. I spent a stupid amount of time yeah. shooting away at these reflections. Yeah. Now... I, I, I knew I had a fair bit of time to kill because I'd booked myself into a thing called the Rain Room. Right. And the Rain Room is a, it's a art installation. It's an all-black room uh, with one big spotlight pointing sort of at your face <laughs> and rain pours from the ceiling. You know, basically, sprinklers dropping water, like rain. Okay. So you get these amazing silhouettes with rain and everything else coming down. So I thought that'd be pretty cool for a shot. So I booked in for this. Uh, this it's in the art centre right next door. So I'm hanging around for ages in this national, but I'm loving the stuff I'm getting. I'm shooting all this great reflection stuff and blurs. And, and and the columns are looking fabulous, and I've got all these leading lines. It's like, oh, great. Then I thought, well, yeah, I've got about 40 minutes before I've got to go into the rain room, but I better check um, how you get in. Now, where's the entrance? So I, I, you know, I Google it, and it's no longer next door. It's oh, now no. moved to St. Kilda. 
minutes away. And my car's about 20 minutes away from where I am walking. Oh, no. So I go the gallery, fly all the way up to the car, jump in the car, fly down to this bloody rain room. And find, I got there in time just, but it's like, God, <laughs> what, 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 what just start, you know? And um, so I've shot in the rain room, pretty darn cool. Got home, I can't wait to see these reflection shots on the computer, lined them all up. They're all f- Why? <laughs> I don't know, it's just, just no life, no interest, no, it's just, uh, yeah, it just it just shows, it's been so long since I photographed, any piece of crap was looking good, yeah. you know, Yeah. and then it's looking at it going, well, it's garbage, yeah, there's not a single usable shot for about 40 <sighs> minutes shoot, I just shot about 200 photos, <laughs> I think, not one's even remotely interesting, you know, it's like, I mean, remotely interesting that will fit the brief that is understandable what the image is. It's not too abstract. Yeah, all this stuff. And it's like, yeah. so that was, that was enough to waste of time. <laughs> and uh, like I said, my next thing is hard work, five hours shooting for two to three shots. So I must have got two or three shots out of that for five hours. Uh, one of the best photos is whilst I was waiting to go to the gallery, I photographed this leaf in a bit of water. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was my hero shot for the day. <laughs> it was a little high waste of shot. Uh, then I've got down there my my um, my, uh, my notes. That road trip next week, right? You know? To Tassie. I got. Oh no, no road oh. trip next week was um, me and the head of, head product manager for Tamron Australia. We we're getting in his camper van. We we're driving up to country Victoria, meeting our video guy. We we're going to shoot this this great salt lake. You know? Oh, okay. Uh, and pray for some. It's next day lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> So that didn't age well. <laughs> then model booked is my next thing. So I had to shoot models. So uh, I was supposed to be shooting with her yesterday. Yeah. I get up. As I always do, I like to get to places early. It was a 10 o'clock meetup. I was in the city for eight. Just just about to arrive in the city. Ping! Look down. Not coming. I'm sick. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> nothing go this damn shoot, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, okay. And, yeah, yeah, you're sick. Yeah, I, I could push through, but I'm vomiting. No, don't. Yeah, it's just, uh, so, so I messaged the video guy who was going to be following me around today, uh, a different video guy, and it's like, um, you know, model's not coming. You could just follow me around, and I'll pretend to take some photos of buildings or something. Because <laughs> right. now I'm free, free tomorrow. If she can do tomorrow, I can do tomorrow. So she could do today. Tomorrow was today. Yep. And so I've been in town all day today shooting. And she was actually really good. I'm sure she actually generally was sick. And she first time she claimed she's ever, ever cancelled a wedding, a, a, a model shoot. Yep. And she seemed really good. So I'm sure it was legit. But, yeah, once again, what else can go wrong? Yeah. Shot that. And, again, you know, you're shooting the stuff. You go, oh, that looks really good. And then you... You get home and you go, yeah. <laughs> you think you shoot for three odd hours. You think you, yeah. And it's difficult when you're shooting with a video crew because, yeah, you've got to do the same thing multiple times so they can get at different angles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you go, oh, let's walk through this tunnel. But now can you walk with me following you? And then can you walk through it again with me in front of you? Yeah. And then can you walk through it with me from the side of you so I can yeah. cut it three different ways? <laughs> I sort of get your feet. You know, uh, so everything takes longer. So I've got these these. So I've got a couple of nice shots of her today. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Cool. So uh, so far I've shot. Let me plot me folder here. Uh, and I've been driving around looking for other stuff to shoot. I found like a. I was driving down the road. There's this, this football oval with all these sunflower seeds on the uh, sunflowers on the side of it. Oh, nice. So I pulled. So I pulled over and and shot that. Yesterday I was at the airport. 
uh, shooting planes landing, you know, trying to get something remotely interesting. Shot some shots in this because uh, because she didn't show up yesterday. I had to shoot other stuff, so I shot some cityscape stuff. Trying to get anybody building that. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. easy to do. They build names. Got a staircase, you know. So I've got a, so so far I've got um, twenty seven shots submitted. Right. Which is out of the twenty five that they want, but yeah, but they want twenty five finished. Yeah, images that they choose. Yeah. You can't give them. 20 Seven say <laughs> discard two. <laughs> yes, so, say, no, so tomorrow I'm off to Tasmania. So first time, uh, first time traveling anywhere. Yep. And the joy of joys. So, um, talking about great mate Cameron Blake, a Hobart photographer, who's uh, an excellent landscape photographer. Yep. And uh, we're going to get him on the podcast. He's going to you know, come and do a few episodes with us. He's really opinionated, so he's not going to fit in very well. <laughs> So, so organised. Say with him, yeah. What if I came down and he just quit his job, to go full time photography. Oh wow! So now I'm making work place for no money, yeah. uh, which is which is really good. <laughs> so we're gonna hang out for two days, book the tickets, you know, like hundred and fifty four dollars return. Wow! For, for, no bargain. You know? That's great. Next, ding, message. You're so we're sorry to announce that your flight to Hobart's been cancelled. Oh what? So you go you go online. There's next flight. One hour later, with the same the same airline company, but their different badge name, their more expensive badge yeah. name. Oh, um, so one hour later flight, but I'm oh, sorry, it's two and a half times the price. Yeah, so but they ticket. they have to put you on another flight. Don't they do? You've already yeah, no, paid for a ticket. They have to honour the ticket. There's no flight there anymore. <laughs> They don't have to at all, do Yeah, but they, uh, they're the ones who cancelled the service, and it's not because you didn't show up. It's just nothing. They're not going to do anything for you. So um, six hours later, ping, look down. Your return flight from Hobart's been cancelled. Oh, like you bastards. Go online. Oh, there's a return flight. Same time. Um, two and a half times the price. Yeah, right. So $154 returns, now $360 return. Yeah, right. So, but it's just good. You know, you know, I am desperate to get some photos that aren't the same crap I see all the time. Yeah, and you go out with someone who actually knows the location really well, knows how to shoot. Yeah, so hopefully, you'll, I want some aurora. Yeah, but I've asked him if he can put the aurora on all in one blob, <laughs> like at nine thirty at night, got little bits all night long. Because that's yeah, yeah. Just give me one big flash yeah. at nine. I can get it early. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a fairly simple list of stuff I've given him. I just want the perfect sunrise, the perfect sunset, yeah. um, dramatic light on old buildings, perfectly done with incredible clouds above them, aurora with some meteors optional. And he promised he'd get them all done. Excellent. Yeah, which is which is lovely. I love it when the plan comes together. Yep. So we'll hear next week's episode see how bad all this goes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I'm kind of looking, looking you know, forward to going away. It's going to be yeah, kind of I can imagine to head off somewhere. Yeah, uh, and then spending an inordinate, inordinate, not an easy word to say, an inordinate amount of time on Clubhouse. Have you? Have I got your link? Good. But it's an iPhone link. It's not my problem. You're an Android nerd. <laughs> yeah, they, went to, they went to the best straight away, and they forgot all the the leftovers. <laughs> Yeah, so I've been, I've been hanging out with lots of you know, other photographers and yep. yeah, you know, Guy Kawasaki. You know Guy Kawasaki. I know the name. Famous uh, environmentalist yeah. and scientist and stuff. Well, he, he has his own 
clubhouse chat room. Yep. Ask me any. Ask me anything. Yep. Please just go to this world-renowned expert on stuff and ask him stuff. Nice. It's pretty darn cool for for free. You know, you know, it would cost you money to go and talk to Guy Kawasaki and ask him questions. It would cost you money just to go and listen to him talk. Forget about asking exactly. questions. Ask him your own personal question because yeah, the, the, we've got a guy in Australia called Doctor Carl. Yeah. Uh, who can ask questions and, he, and he's always got you know, pretty darn funny answers or good answers too. Yep. The guy, so he's got his own, his own thing and there's all sorts of stuff like that going on. Yeah, nice. Elon Musk, Musk was on the other day doing a chat, yep. just ask, you know, asking questions about any old piece of crap you want to talk about. Yep. Yeah. And since we mentioned the Musk man, we should mention Perseverance this week. Yes. I, I saw today NASA released, a, I think it was a three and a half minute long video of watching the the um, the the lander going down, so it's all the nice. video footage from the from from the spaceship as it's dropping down, as the cranes going down, all the stuff. It's quite amazing to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't quite, yet but. watched that, but I do want to watch it. But one of the uh, three well, one of the three okay. things that I had on my list is a blog post from digitalcameraworld.com, uh, and th- it's a story about the 23 cameras that are mounted on the Perseverance rover. Uh, and, it, and it basically details what each camera is for and, you know, which department put it there and why they put it there. And it's just a, a good geek out for anyone that's really, you know, really wants to nerd out over the camera technology that's attached to the rover. So uh, I'll put that link in the show notes for anyone that wants to check that out. Are they brand name like brand name cameras like Sony's no. and Canon's, or they just they didn't yeah. mention any brand names. They just said there's this type of camera doing this, and there's that camera doing that, and this one's pointing up, and this one's pointing down, and <laughs> yeah, and 20, 20 megapixels from that one. Mast Cam Z, yes, <laughs> Super Cam camera. They've got some imaginative pixel camera. That's oh yeah, great names. Good. Um, uses X-ray fluorescence to identify chemical elements in target spots yep. as small as a grain of salt. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Sherlock Context Imager. <laughs> Watson. Now that's a that's a that's a good name for a camera. Watson. Yeah. Uh, what's on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes with <laughs> Sherlock, doesn't it? it does. Oh, of course, Sherlock. What wrong? <laughs> I get it now. That's bad as cash cam. I wonder what that one does. Navigation camera. I wonder what that does. Hazard avoidance camera. It's got it all. Yeah, it's got it all, mate. Because cool, so, like I said, yeah, for anyone that wants to just sort of geek out over the the camera tech on board, I thought it was a good little wrap up of all the all the cameras that are on there. So, Quite remarkable. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to when they get the helicopter drone thing up oh, and yeah. going. Yeah. That's going to be amazing to see the uh, the measure video- the, the guy who stacks that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, Brad and I were talking today at work about, uh, you know, about how it would have to be uh, auto-sensing for hazards. You know, you couldn't be relying on someone down here on Earth with a gamepad controller going, turn left, turn left, no, now, now, now! (laughs) Now was eight minutes ago. Exactly. And then oh. you get, and then you get footage back of a tilted horizon at forty five degrees, and the rotors just yeah. throwing up dust. <laughs> oh. So yeah, oh, that, that's pretty, that is going to be cool to see. Well, in in light of kind of that, yeah, 
one of my links is some guys put together video footage of the moon where okay. you can now do a real time circuit of the moon from this spacecraft. Oh wow! It takes four hours, right? To to watch the moon incrementally shift underneath you, it's pretty cool. I watched yeah, two 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 and a half hours of it. Yeah, I do in depth review. <laughs> But no, I watched like 30 seconds. But it's it's pretty amazing. I, that A, that anyone's gone to that effort, but to, to, to watch it, it, it kind of feels like you're there. It's yeah, right. Cool. I think that was one of my measly three things as well. That's awesome. So so is it basically just um, he's shot the moon at different stages of its rotation and then just stitched it all together? Is that the idea? No, it looks to be that um, he's used like footage from NASA, from landing craft, or, oh, or you know, okay, all that sort of because it's it's fly over the top, you know, really dead close sort of stuff. Yeah, right. Stuff. Wow, it's um, yeah, it's kind of different. Yeah, nice. not the way you normally get to see the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to break into the podcast briefly to mention that we now have a Patreon account. If you get any value at all from our photographic giggle fest each week we'd really appreciate it if you could spare a couple of bucks a month just to help keep the servers running the link will be in the show notes much appreciated now back to the podcast uh, your weeks to be other than crappy computer issues your week's been okay <laughs> yeah um yeah just just working and recording audiobooks and doing all that sort of stuff I uh, haven't really had the camera out in the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. Did we discuss an idea of you putting together an audio book of our podcast? <laughs> I think that might have been one of one of your crazy ideas <laughs> that I agreed with at the time and then did nothing about. <laughs> the best bits of the, the 500 episodes, yeah? right. special 500 edition, pain. <laughs> When did, I was going to ask, because somebody was talking on Clubhouse Day about podcasts, when did you start doing the podcast? What year? Uh, 2005. Okay. So, yeah, huh. it's been 16 years. It would have been interesting to see is what kind of you know, crime you could have committed in 2005 <laughs> and you would now be out of jail from. Yes. <laughs> you think about it, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, second degree homicide. Yeah. Yeah, manslaughter. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Threatening, threatening to blow up the government. Speaking of the government, yeah. uh, not ours. Solidarity to our friends in Myanmar. Um, let's hope they um, manage to overthrow this coup yep. that's happening. I've been uh, a lot of my government you know, keeping in touch with my guides over there, and um, uh, they're, they're filming daily in the streets of tens of thousands of you know, teachers, doctors, nurses, engineers, everyone protesting against the, the military takeover of their country. So without going on a half-hour rant, can you just in two minutes give me a quick wrap-up of why there's a military coup in the first place and why the the civilian population is against the military coup? Well, no rants, you say. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> half an hour. Okay, okay. Uh, basically, um, it's always been under... The country's always had heavy military control. Right. Up until, I don't know, let's say 10 years ago, um, they finally started getting democracy. They finally got a freely elected president, and then the military started feeling like they were losing control of their country. Right. Uh, and they didn't like that. Just people in power like to keep power, as we know. Yep. 
they started doing bad things a la genocide um, over the last two or three years. The military out of control. The government couldn't stop them. Then they held more elections last November. Funny enough, same time, kind of the same time as the American elections. And the militaries came out saying, oh, massive voter fraud in Myanmar. Oh, Again, does it sound familiar? Yeah. Basically spouting all the lines that were coming out of the US. Right. And then, yeah, whilst there was a kind of a bit of failed, pathetic attempt to take over in America, these guys did it properly and arrested all the leaders, locked them all up and took over the country because they didn't want to lose power. Yeah, right. And well, and the wealth that comes from it, you know, um, incredibly corrupt. Yeah, right. I mean, the military has been very corrupt for a very long time over there. And uh, so, but said so everyone's out there saying, no, it's not fake news. No, it's not voter fraud. Um, can't you tell by the hundreds of thousands of people protesting every day that, no, we like who we voted for? Yeah. I'm just sort of hoping that, something will be resolved in a way that uh, allows them to move forward and you know, still allow a democracy, but also allow a functioning economic economy. Yeah. 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 Get tourism started. They've had a lot of problems the last few years, but said with the genocide has stopped a lot of people wanting to go to the country and all the poor villages and people have spent all their life's hard earned savings to try and set stuff up for the tourism industry that no longer exists. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Um, so I've been, yeah keeping in almost daily contact with my guides over there and just, um, yeah, sending what little support you can do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, a, yeah, for, for a beautiful people in a beautiful country, yeah, terrible thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, well, what else have you got on your list of stuff? Diddly, really. Um, no, I had, I had, I had a Canon mm. have just... Uh, like I think, when was it? It was in uh, beginning of February. Announced they've just made their 150 millionth RF and EF lens. Wow, 150 million, right? Which is yeah, that's quite a lot. And that's over a 20, uh, sorry, a 34 year period. That's that, yeah, 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 since 1987. Probably, maybe it's underachieving then, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, I went to the launch. I went to the launch. First EF lens right. in Australia. Yeah, the first auto first autofocus camera. I went to the EOS six fifty and six twenty with their uh, their first like um, yeah entries into into um, yeah the the well in, in, was it yeah yeah into auto I think it was the God, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm a brain sort of. But I was there. I remember. <laughs> I, I was, there, I was there for the first ever Minolta autofocus night, and I want a, ca- I want a, a calculator, right? Uh, that told horoscope. <laughs> I was pretty proud of that. And yes, yeah, so, and, and the the, fir- the first Canon launch too. Yeah. In fact, I went. I went to the launch of Canon's first ever kind of digital camera. Fifteen years, ten years before digital cameras came out. Right. And. I think was it called an iPick or something like that. It was just it was a little. Uh, it basically recorded onto uh, onto disc, onto, onto like a tape. Oh. It was, it, so it wasn't a digital image per se. It was a electronic captured image, right? Not digitized, and uh, it had like six forty by four eighty resolution or something. But this is like yeah, and you could only play on your TV. I don't think you could even wow. print them out from memory. <laughs> yeah, it didn't have a great life. Uh, didn't sort of sell too many cameras, but that was a uh, that was a that was amazing technology at the time. Yeah, we were yeah. all just gobsmacked. You know? Yeah, just, um, and in fact, 
speaking about bizarre early technology, um, do you remember the movie American Werewolf in London? Yes. I saw that for the first ever time in the viewfinder of a video camera. Is that right? The, the days of video, the first video cameras that came out that took a VHS tape in the camera rather than have to carry around oh, a separate right. extra piece. And, of course, the cameras didn't have screens. <laughs> they had a little tiny, tiny <laughs> viewfinder. Yeah. 1.240 resolution viewfinder or something. <laughs> so, I, so I put American Werewolf in London in that, put headphones on <laughs> and watched that movie for the first time in you know, three centimetre vision. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. It's, uh, that was, I know it's like back in 82 or something like that, some way, way yeah. back when. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, that was kind of funny. Uh, so 150 million lenses. Yeah, well done, them. Yeah, last time we were talking, yeah, we were talking about you know, Canon's um, announcing they, were, they made profit and Nikon saying how much money they'd lost, if you remember. Mm-hmm. But I just, had, just going through stuff just before, I noticed that Canon said they sold a lot less than they did the previous year, but they made more operating profit, which was which was interesting. So, yeah, Nikon had massive sales drop, but also massive profit drop. Yeah. Canon had sales drop and uh, and profit increase. Maybe they should sell less, make more. So is it just a case of they've introduced efficiencies in manufacturing but kept the profit margins up? Yeah, because efficiencies in manufacturing tends to bring reasonable volume still if their volume's way down. Hmm. But their foot was up. So yeah. which is which is well, speaking of volumes down and things going up, because I'm looking to buy a new car at the moment, as we oh, know. Oh, okay. And uh, and um, last year there was a 23% reduction in manufacture of new vehicles. Wow. Yeah. Which has had an impact in Australia of a 36% increase in the price of secondhand vehicles. Wow. So you can go and buy a 2019, so two year old, Toyota RAV4 uh, with 25, 30,000 kilometers on the clock for the same price as new. Wow. That's how it's holding the value. Jeez. So you've got a choice. You can buy new and wait three to six months for delivery because that's the delivery time frame. Yep, yep. Or you can buy a two-year-old camera car with with a, couple of, with a fair whack of kilometres already on it and pay the same price. Jeez. Isn't it? Yeah. So, and But and someone mentioned in England, in England that cars are cheap, cheap, cheap over their second-hand cars. So obviously it's not impacting everywhere, but it's certainly having an impact here in Australia. Yeah, right. And I've noticed that, you know, cars that, you know, with, I saw one tonight, it was uh, the new version of the car, I think 42,000. This one is, uh, is was five or six years old, had 110,000 kilometres on the clock, and they're, still, and they're wanting 35,000 for it. <laughs> yeah. And that, they're probably good. So second-hand cars out there. It's yeah. quite crazy. I, I, I saw a mate of mine in Hobart posting uh, something on Facebook a couple of days ago, and he and he titled it, What Are They Smoking? And it was a 2017 model SSV Holden Ute, and, they was, and it had, had like 80,000 Ks on it, and they wanted $65,000 for it. <laughs> and I just said, well, just the tyres, Nigel, that's all they're smoking. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that, that, that might actually be value though you know? yeah i saw the same so apparently commodores which is an australian sedan um yep. that used to be made in australia they're going through the roof in value 
I've, I've read literally two, two days ago. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So, so maybe this Ute's the same thing. It's yeah. no longer made, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. People pay what things are worth. Well, that's it. Pay Supply and demand. They pay what they pay what they're prepared to pay. Yeah. Yes. Maybe it's a fair and reasonable price, but nuts, but a fair and reasonable price. Yeah. And uh, the last thing I've got on my list, mm. well, actually, all, all three of my things are astro- uh, uh, astronomical, basically. Um, <laughs> I had the moon. Yeah. You know, um, I had Canon 150 million lens. That's an astronomically big number. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and the last one is um, NASA put out a, a, some incredible photographs of um, Jupiter's j- deep jet streams. Incredible. The best detailed images of uh, Jupiter I've ever seen in my life. And yeah, right. Quite remarkable. If you like your spacey stuff, yep. Andrew at that. Very cool. And that's all, that's all fascinating news for not being on air for three weeks. Excellent. Yeah, overall, basically. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I have a, a a story that is very similar to the anecdote you told at the beginning of the podcast about the you know woman picking up the suitcase full of uh, images, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, and this yeah. was something that Adam sent us uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was on abc.net.au. And basically, it's this story about the Beijing silver mine, and I have yeah, a, yeah. I have a vague feeling we, know about, we know about Beijing silver mine. We yeah, may yeah. have covered this story in the past, but. Apparently, the idea was that the owners of the mine were collecting all of these old photographs that nobody wanted, and they were melting them in order to retrieve the silver nitrate, I think it was. Yeah, silver nitrate, Um, because they can basically recycle the silver nitrate and use it in other uh, chemical processes and, you know, laboratories and whatever. And, and so all these old photos were a great source of potentially reusable silver nitrate. And so they were going to melt all of these photos down. And this guy, uh, who's actually a French bloke, heard about it and reached out to the mine and said, look, I'll buy them off you so that you're not losing the income that you would have made from, you know, retrieving the silver nitrate. And he bought all of these photos, like 800,000 images. (laughs) And it basically just covers all of these random people's life events. Um, and I, it did some, somewhere in the story. It said the uh, the period oh, from eighty five to two thousand and five. So basically, a twenty year period of just all these random images, yeah, <laughs> wedding yeah. images, and uh, something all I didn't, the stuff that's just disappeared. Yeah, yeah, and something I didn't realize was that in this mine they had all of these recreations of famous landmarks around the world. Like they had a, a sort of like a. Quart- oh, Beijing World Park. Quarter-sized Eiffel Tower and a quarter-sized yeah. Sydney Opera House. <laughs> just bizarre. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Why, why, do you, why travel when you can do it all in one country? Exactly. I've been to Disneyland to see it's a small world. Exactly. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> same thing. Uh, yeah, we, have, we, definitely, we definitely saw the silver mine before, though. We've, we covered that yeah. before, but uh, we wouldn't expect Adam to remember because he doesn't doesn't actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's right. So we can say we can say nasty <laughs> things about him, and he can't defend himself. That's right. Uh, and the last thing I had was uh, an email from Walt Kippenhuck, who said, "Hey, Bruce Hello, and Walt. Glenn. Bruce mentioned a guy who took pictures of individual snowflakes uh, in. He says this episode. I can't remember which episode he was replying to. Tell me about." 
or three ago. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, I thought you might enjoy this link to the master of such things, Don Komarechka, fellow Canadian based out of Barrie, Ontario. I'm pretty sure he even details his process on the site. This guy is also a great future podcast guest. I've heard him many times, very passionate about his craft. Uh, and the link is doncom, D-O-N-K-O-M dot C-A. Uh, and Joe and I, in our failed attempt to record this episode, uh, had a look at some of these images, and Joe was very, you know, very much impressed with the, the quality of this guy's work because this guy's really big on his use of colour. Uh, and, and, of course, Joe is very, very much about colour in his images. So, uh, But um, some of this guy's work is just beautiful stuff. So anyway, I'll put that link in the show notes for anyone that wants to have a look at it. Yeah, so it looks like his equipment is a macro lens, a ring flash, and a glove. Gloves probably come in pretty handy. Well, that's a picture above. It's a picture of a camera with a macro. Um, no, we should definitely um, get him on board. Yeah, just have a talk to him. Hey, yeah, yeah. hey. Is it, would it be rude to go hey? <laughs> but yeah, I'd like not to talk to him. Find out how, how do you get what, how do you get one snowflake? How, I know. how do you get the, the, away from all the friends? Yeah, all the other snowflakes. That's it. Without it melting. That's going to be the challenge, surely. How do you separate them? I know. Without them melting. Crazy. Anyway. Anyway. Well, mate, good to chat. Oh, he's just saying that. (laughs) And let's hope that the recording has actually worked this week. (laughs) Well, um, oh, next week I'll be away. Yeah. On another road trip. So um, maybe reach out to Joe and see if you can actually record properly this time. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. So you'll be in Tassie. No, that's this. I'm going tomorrow to Tassie. Oh, okay. So next week I'm away again for the last two days of shooting for this project down the coastline here. Nice. So well, I'm praying it's the last two days of shooting because, yeah, <laughs> I'm fed up with it already. Yeah, so hopefully that, that'll be the end. I've got some, some little projects to shoot. Why don't you get Evan Shoe to take you on a plane trip somewhere? You can fly over a border and no one would know. Well, you think he would offer, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Ev, Damn mate. Damn it. Well, all I want is a nighttime aerial flyover by Melbourne, you know, you go, and hold the go. plane steady in midair for like 30 seconds to get the shot. <laughs> That's right. Can you stop, it? Can you stop that, 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 um, that, that uh, propeller vibration that's making the shots go through? <laughs> I, actually saw, I actually saw, speaking of something similar to that, a flight from, I think it was from Melbourne, down to Antarctica uh, for a photography tour to photograph the aurora. Wow. From the plane. Wow. She actually had, she had uh, professional Aurora photographers on board to help guide you get good shots. Wow. But you think, yeah, can you have thinner windows? Because <laughs> you know, that, that, that's a, yeah, that's a, I don't know, it's like, like $2,000 or something. You'd for have one to turn off night. all the cabin lights so that you weren't getting any reflection off the glass. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure they had all sorts of things set up, but yeah, but they had, you know, pro photographers on there guiding people. Like, what a cool idea. You yeah, know? that's great. And COVID safe. Well, unless someone's got on the plane, yeah. but you're not landing anywhere. You're not, yeah, you're not, you're not, yeah. Exactly. And someone pass it on. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Very good. All right, mate. Well, you enjoy your two road trips. I shall indeed. And I'll see you all in two weeks. All right, mate. Gotcha. Bye. Shutters Inc. Another audio to you.com quality podcast.
For questions, comments and feedback, email thevoice at shuttersinpodcast.com. Thank you.